0: Peace, world. My name is Yasin, but you can call me Narsi. And welcome to Conspiracy Theory. Conspiracy conspiracy, 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 conspiracy conspiracy This podcast was produced by We Are The Medium, engineered and mixed by Thanks Joey and Narsi, with original music by Shems. Thanks Joey and Narsi. Special guests, Naomi Klein, Jeremy Scano, and Hassan Minaj. This podcast idea has been dancing around in my head for a while, hence the choice of the Celine Dion banger. Je dans tête. We live in strange times. Algorithms seem to know you better than your own partner. Our information and data is more valuable than our lives. Governments and so called democracies are scrambling. Secret operations get aired out on the internet, emails get leaked, assassinations, they just don't seem so improbable. The lines between the enemy and us, they aren't hard to cross, but I digress. I've always been intrigued by the truth. Why is it we hide so much from each other? Our governing bodies, whether representative or not, they all seem to share one thing in common, and we know this that shadowy and shady corner in the back of the room where they hide skeletons, elephants, and straight up the truth from its citizenry. This is our first episode though, so I'ma chill on calling Jay-Z the Illuminati, raiding Area 51 while bumping Machiavelli, or finding out where Megatron Osama was dropped in the middle of the ocean. We'll get to that later. What I do need to know though, is why I'm so obsessed with the apocalypse and the dark secrets of society. I guess you need to know a little about myself. I'm a son of Iraqis who fled their motherland to find solace in their children's future. I lived in Quebec for a majority of my life in a magical city called Montreal. And here, I faced great opportunity, endless language barriers, and racism of a third kind. I grew to love the plurality of humanity, but also developed a disdain and skeptical view of the world. I watched America, and the rest of the world really, bombard my motherland countlessly. My country was not given a hidden hand revolution, it was handed a death sentence. And since then, I've been obsessed with uncovering the truth about power, corruption, and intergalactic realities. Neither countries I've lived in believed in telling their people the direct truth. So here I am, digging for it. And where better to go for why I'm on a crushing search for truth than Babylon itself, New York City. I also needed to feel like I was lost in the wilderness of North America. More importantly, I got to speak to some of my friends who are truth purveyors and ask them for advice on how to move forward with the rest of the season. So I had to hit the streets first and find out what the people really want to know. You can choose not to answer it. I'm working on a show called Conspiracy Theory right now, and I'm going around asking people what kind of conspiracy theories they'd like to see uncovered for future episodes. So I was wondering if there's anything that's on your mind these days.
1: Uh, well, also a tricky question. I, I, I'm, I'm so curious about Area 51.
0: What theory is there to unpack? I mean, you know, aliens, reptilians, uh, you know, who runs the media? What, what would you like to know the truth about? God... God body. God, God body. Conspiracy theory is, uh, you know, something that everybody believes but is unsure whether it's true. So, like, if God is real? If God is real. Oh, that's two gods oh, in that's a row. two gods in a row. Shalom. Shalom, brother. I was wondering if I could ask you a question. That's great. That's a good answer. Thank you.
2: Denver Airport.
0: Ooh, Denver Airport's
1: good. Lizard Peoples played out. I don't know. Do you got, you got any fresh ones that I don't know about? <laughs> I do pretty, but we already went down that rabbit hole, that YouTube rabbit hole about the Denver airport. Um, I'm not sure.
0: Is it too deep to talk about? Is that what it is? It's
1: just, I'm not sure. I don't
2: really think I think about conspiracies, hmm.
0: Do you think everything we know is the truth and nothing is being hidden from us?
2: Well, I don't think
1: that, because a lot of ships be going missing and stuff like that. It looks like you know about a couple of conspiracy theories. But this makes me skittish, man. I'm like, you want to know what my conspiracy theory beliefs are, or like what I want to see uncovered? Yeah, what would you like to see uncovered? So there's a lot. I would want to know if experiments like MKUltra are still continuing today. There's a lot that you see uh, from like FOIA releases. So you know, experiments on like mind control, things like that. that. You know they were working on it in the 60s i imagine they would still be working on it now so anything that's pertinent in that regard mind control mind control yeah i mean i'm sure you're aware of mk ultra and that that, yeah
0: i live in montreal mk ultra was created in montreal
1: yeah so goofier side of the spectrum yeah i kind of want to know more about like uh I'm a believer in extraterrestrials. I'm not afraid to say it. So, uh, you know, anything that delves more into that, I'd, I'd be happy to see. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, bro.
0: Welcome yeah. to Conspiracy, 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 Conspiracy. The people are not enough. I need to go to my fellow Jedi's and Sensei's for some advice. So, I created a comms app so we can speak directly to each other without being in the same room. Because, you know, if they're trying to take us out, they can't take, take us out together. I had to first talk to one of my OGs. She's responsible for much of my skepticism around my relationship with brands in modern day life, complacency, and accountability. She also taught me the difference between cognitive dissonance and cognative dissonance. <laughs> Enter the mind of Naomi Klein. Klein, 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 Klein. Klein
2: well, I think Klein. being alive today puts everybody on the planet into a state of pretty extreme cognitive dissonance, Mm. which is the state that we're in when there is a gap between what we understand in our heads um, and what we're actually doing um, with our lives. That state of cognitive dissonance is really, really uncomfortable um, for humans. So we stories in order to resolve the gap between what we know say about how our how our stuff is being made but you know how you know women in bangladesh are working in factories that are prone to massive fatal fires or that the amount that we generally consume in wealthy countries like the united states and canada and europe is absolutely untenable with what our planet can handle and mm. continue to uh, sustain anything close to something we might call a civilization. It's not It's not personal, right? Like, it's not like, oh, this is just your problem or my problem. This is a structural crisis that we all find ourselves in, and we all navigate it in different ways, right? We mm. all tell ourselves different stories mm. to get through the day.
0: One thing you said when I met you, is that we live in the age of no accountability. Like the simplicity of the statement really moved me. People do not take responsibility for their actions anymore, which is really the first step to gaining understand this, understand this, understand this understanding yeah. or justice in a way. How are we going to move out of this era of untruths? And what do you see the transition being for youth with technology moving at such a fast pace? Like wh- where do you see the next generation being in information gathering and disseminating uh, around the realities that are around them?
2: Well, truth is becoming more and more threatening um you know there's the the truth that you you know you imagine it, it in a phrase like conspiracy theory right where you're gonna dig and dig and just find out like who are the three people at the heart of the whole thing yeah, who are they and in fact the truth is that it's a struct that it's a structure it's not individuals mm-hmm. right there are individuals within that structure but it's a system that's actually doing what it is designed to do which is seek profit and growth above all else and at whatever cost, you know, whether it is privatizing prisons uh, to, uh, you know, put kids in concentration camps, or whether it is ramming through a new coal-fired power plant, you know, in the midst of a climate emergency. Um, there, you know, there are no breaks in this system, and this system that we have sees any kind of pause in the action as a crisis that's what a recession is it is a slowing down of growth and a depression is when that happens you know for too many years in a row mm. so it's a structure it's not about individuals but i think when we look at what is happening with the relationship to truth um, for you know almost half of the population of the united states where they're just there's just an outright denial of physical reality um, with the war on climate science of just like, uh, you know, physics and chemistry are now seen as a threat, uh, like to <laughs> the ability to sustain a way of life. So I-, I guess like the sphere of denial is growing more and more. And mm. now, you know, we're practically denying the reality of gravity at this point. Mm. Um, so I think the world is sort of dividing between people who believe that they're there is an empirical truth and people who are actively waging war on truth and understand that if people believe that there is such a thing as truth, um, whether it's scientific truth, you know, or whether it is a political truth, um, then the whole project, you know, is off. So the point of it is to spread confusion and doubt, right? Mm. Uh, But, you know, it started out like the, the, um, one of the architects of the climate change denial movement, Frank Lutz, famously said, doubt is our product, right? Um, that, that the goal is not to like, get people to believe the opposite of the, the, the scientific facts around climate change, but to just muddy the waters enough that they just doubt themselves and doubt what they know.
0: Mm-hmm. So how do I start? How do I know I'm on the path of... I'm not being led down the path of deception? Like, where do I start looking? When you find something you want to research and you want to get into, where do you start?
2: You know, I mean, my work, I feel so grateful to these sort of great truth-tellers. You know, in in these key moments in history, there are always these almost Cassandra-like figures who just dared to tell the truth no matter the costs. You know. So when I was writing the Shock Doctrine and trying to find this a real history of how the, the, these brutal economic policies were imposed on Latin America, there were a few of these Cassandra-like figures who I studied really closely. And these are folks who paid with their lives for having told the truth. One was an Argentinian investigative journalist named Rodolfo Walsh who wrote an open letter to the military junta and it was delineated all of their crimes and hours after he mailed it, he was assassinated on the street. I guess I trust those people who took, who believed so deeply in the truth that they were willing to risk everything. And for the work I do on climate change, there are these Cassandra-like climate scientists who have been my my compasses as i've navigated this world and you know they they face a lot of pushback from their colleagues for not just telling the truth about where our economy is leading in terms of the the planet overheating but the economic and political implications of that in terms of what it means about the the fact that our economic model is at war with life on earth I draw on the experts. I draw on people who have lived it firsthand and, you know, who are immersed in the data. And and I let them be my guides.
0: And that's why you're my guide, Naomi. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. I'll be looking for the Obi-Wan Naomi Klein hologram somewhere whenever I need it across (laughs) my path. God bless you. Good luck
2: on your journey. Thank you. Great talking with you. Bye. Bye. Now,
0: Naomi gave me some clarity in my agency but I needed more. My next guest has to have an Iraqi edge. I need someone who knows where my roots are from, but also how deeply distrustful I am of how the world warps the truth to its benefit. A mentor and a dear friend. Someone who has experienced my East and my West, and somebody who fits that experience to a T. That has to be the information minister of the Illuminarsi, the journo god. Jeremy Skayhouse, we're we're constantly searching to uncover you know secrets that governments might hold or, or people in power might hold and the truth to the public. But the more we chip away at it, the bigger and harder it seems to achieve true justice and find absolute truth. Um, what is the end game with uncovering the truth? When do you think that we can live in a world where this is no longer necessary and and we are ultimately truthful with each other?
3: All of us that are not part of the extreme centers of oppression who try to live a different way, we're being gaslit by empire all the time, told what rules we should be following, what does it mean to be civilized. That quest that you're asking about, like how do we find truth in this in this world, isn't just the realm of journalists, and it's not. it certainly is not the realm of those in power in countries around the world or at corporations. We have to find a common language among those of us that are about something we have to find a common language that we use as we name the crime we have to strip those in power of the monopoly over the violence of words assert our own narrative our own history remember our history our context and it's it's one of the common threads that runs between my work and your work mm. we both we both look backwards to understand what's coming you know in front in the of future, us future yeah
0: yeah i think it starts at the root you know being where i'm from and, and, you know, whether you look at it as Iraq or Basra or, or the, the Arab world or whatever you, people want to call it, topics that I want to tackle with this show all really stem from the origins of the history that I've studied of my people. So whether it's me trying to find out if aliens really exist. Or, or if if justice is attainable, or who runs the media? You know, these questions have ran through my mind ever since I started creating. And there's moments where I hit roadblocks and I get overwhelmed by, you know, as I was preparing myself for the show, I'm like, what am I getting myself into? How do you deal with that moment where you're sitting in the office or you're just you just got back from the field and you're sitting at your hotel room and you and you just are overwhelmed with how fucked up the world is. You know,
3: I mean, remember we and and I mean, this is such a simple po- big picture point, but I, I I think it bears repeating all the time. Remember, this world was not born with pre-existing human laws, with pre-existing human rules about how society should be structured. And I think it's really important as we look at questions of injustice and secrecy to remember that these are all these were all created by powerful people for a reason, all of the systems that govern us. And and it, where is this universal rule that says that because the state of New York has set certain laws about certain drug crimes, that that's the right way that society should be organized? The, whole, the police should be viewed as working for some people who have a political agenda. Like you know, just question we don't even question the basic structures that we're born into. We just accept them as a fact. Mm. And and until we start battling those structures, it's not just about we, we can get drowned out by the tweets of Trump or the particulars of the Patriot Act, but there's a much bigger injustice that who set up the system that some that these laws are able to pass under, or that someone with a shiny badge on their chest somehow has the right to tell you whether you're free or, or, or incarcerated. I mean, that the, those are the questions we also need to always keep in the back of our mind in whatever we're pursuing, whether it's social justice causes or independent journalism aimed at holding those in power accountable. Remember that, the, that it's all fiction. Their claim to power is is all human made. You know, you have to question the uh, the existing authority and look at who created these systems, why did they create them? Because if you don't, it's it's sort of like you took the wrong pill in the matrix and you're just going to continue living on in bliss thinking that just cuz the cop tells you this is the way it is that that somehow has some moral authority it doesn't it's just about who has the guns and wrote the laws
0: mm. i think i might have taken the green pill in the matrix cuz things you know things look kind of crazy right now um, and you downed it with your yemenade yeah you know if you're saying that this whole system of, of rule has been built on on f- a fictional a fictional way of thinking or a fictional system of rule how are we going to get to the point where we're no longer speaking to them, but actually dealing with the issues on the ground and helping people? I know these are big, big questions.
3: No, but I i, I mean, I have a thought on that, which yeah. is you know, part of one of the consequences, I think, of what we're doing to our climate um, around the world and the consequence. So you take that on the one hand and just put that in the side of your mind for a moment. You have the war on the climate uh, all over this world, and then you also have... All systems going entirely digital, depending entirely on, in many cases, huge private sector companies like Google and Facebook, etc. I mean, most of the American system runs off of Google. You then open up empires to a vulnerability that they've never seen before. You go back through history. You look at things like a you know, Trojan horse. I mean, it seems sort of obvious to us, but that that was sort of the uh, the, the Stuxnet attack of its time. You know, that you're sneaking in under false purposes. Our entire grids could be brought down. You could have money could become completely worthless overnight, and it's going to happen at some point. That you're going to have this this clash of the war on our planet that that all of us have participated in for our entire lives on this uh, Earth, and then you have the over reliance on AI, artificial intelligence, and technology, and it's it's a perfect cocktail to wipe out these power centers. And and I'm not I don't advocate for that I'm not some kind of a, of a of a of a kind of insane nihilistic vanguardist where we need to burn the planet to save it but what I'm saying is that those in power have overstretched and and there's going to come a time when the accountants and the lawyers and the politicians are going to be worthless human beings and the people that know how to work with their hands and know how to farm the land uh, and and are about something other than being glued to their phones. Are going to become the 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 people controlling our society? You're scaring the shit out of me, man. Um, but I do think they're. I mean, look. I mean, let's be honest. They're, they're, these people are fucking destroying the planet. I know. You know, huge corporations and governments, and they're over reliant on you know fictitious godlike powers that are actually very very uh, fallible. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if I'm going to get into this work, which you know I've been rapping for ages, I've been backstage for a hot minute. It's been pretty simple and easy to sort of navigate besides all the racist shit that I might have seen along the way, which I'll get into in another episode. But as somebody who's been on the front line, I would say, for a long time and, and put himself in danger at times with the things you were reporting on and the truths that you were uncovering, what are the top three tips you would give me to avoid being targeted by them or they, as DJ Khalid would say?
3: Well, yeah, and part of it is we have to, uh, you know, we have to name who 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 they they are. are. I want to know who they are at the end of this call, please. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, just just one example, and this is something you, me, all of us are guilty of. We have allowed huge surveillance entities like Google, Facebook, Twitter, to to have access to every aspect of our lives. Uh, Most people in the world are are not going to ever find themselves in the crosshairs of the NSA, but you're already in the crosshairs of uh, computer-run systems that are swallowing up your data for all sorts of purposes. They know everything about you, Mm. and we're allowed to know nothing about them. So I think step one is we all need to analyze the role of technology in our lives and figure out every possible way that we can to get it out of our lives, mm-hmm. which is why supporting open-source software and on the first level is like developing a basic threat matrix for your individual life. Like what are the biggest risks to me? So all of us need to determine like what, what are the threats we could potentially face? You have to assess what do I what are the real risks to me and then look at, at the all the doors you've opened up and try to shut as many of them uh, as possible. Mm-hmm. Number two, if you're not honest with yourself It's impossible for you to be honest with other people. And that's a lesson that isn't just about Journalists, like you, have to be able to follow the facts where they lead and not not shape the facts to your predetermined conclusion. If you're not act openly, honestly, intellectually curious about how the way things are, then you're 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 not going to be able to produce work that's actually valuable. And then number three, if you can wake up every day and look at yourself in the mirror and say, first and foremost, I'm a human being, and secondarily, I'm all of these other things. Or and when you remember that that you're a human being and you are not obsessed with national borders and citizenship, but you re- you you remember we share this planet together, those would be three principles. They're not the only ones, but I think those are three principles that are, are helpful to to keep in mind as you set out on this journey, Essene.
0: It's going to be very difficult. I, I mean, I identify as Anunnaki. I leave the bathroom door open all the time, and I'm always afraid Lior Cohen is going to burst into my house, so I'm going to try my best. And before Sounds we go, good, I need to yep. know, man, who are they? Hello? The aliens?
3: Yes, Oh, no I have no fucking they, idea. I think they I, Oh they, they them No this is the point I'm saying like I think a lot of people think of it as like there's you know there's this active actual conspiracy with human beings meeting at Bilderberg and all these things and it's like yeah that stuff exists but we the, the, we have willfully and willingly embraced mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. to control our lives mm-hmm. one of the most masterful aspects of the American empire is that they have convinced people that it's in their best interest to give things up to give basic human liberties up so the they sometimes is also the we mm-hmm. and 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 separating Whoa. out how much of that them have we invited into our lives and allowed to control our lives and only then can you name who the they and them are in your personal life we all face governments and technology but like what part of they and them has turned into we and us because we've been asleep at the wheel or we just think oh it's so convenient to let them into my private life
0: wow my mind is blown I am they? (laughs) Wow. I mean, where do we end? I mean, where do I begin with my final guest? He's like the Neo of the Brown Matrix. The guy that made it through on his own terms. Never bites his tongue when it comes to speaking the truth to power. And the one that made me see what Canada for what it is. My brother from another ammo. Hassan Min Minhaj, 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 Minhaj. Welcome Hassan Min to Conspiracy, Conspiracy, theory, conspiracy, 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 theory, conspiracy, Conspiracy Theory. I had to come to a brown guy because you know your experience is very much in line with mine. We both grew up listening to Wu-Tang and Apache Indian. Don't front. We both have barefaced Pizza Hut commercials. Mine is hidden somewhere in the Ethernet. I can't find it anywhere. You know, I wanted to know why you chose this distinct path of a balance of information and comedy. You know, how did you get into what you're doing?
4: I kind of stumbled into this a little bit more than than, you know, people have sort of uh uh given me, you know, t- you know, it just it was more of a I stumbled into it. Um I I was doing standup comedy for for over a decade, you know, just performing at uh coffee shops, chuckle huts, <laughs> whatever have you, you know, wherever I could get a venue and you, and you know, a lot of the, the comics I came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I got an opportunity to audition for the daily show. And it's, it was just a rare opportunity. You know, usually when you, when you work in show business, you get, you either get to do something funny or meaningful. TDS was one of those opportunities. It was one of those shows. It's one of the rare shows in the zeitgeist that, especially the, that, that John era that was able to have both. Um, and then again, like, There's just the coincidence of timing. I happened to join the show in 2014, which was, you know, we were just about to ramp into the age of Trump and sort of Brexit and, and what we're currently seeing around the world. Um, and that was a moment again, um, I would say post-2016, where political culture has become popular culture.
0: You're obviously very passionate about the truth, mm-hmm. you know, and using these platforms to sort of uncover things that people are afraid to talk about. Mm-hmm. How do you judge if you've gone too far in your research? Like, what is the most mind-blowing thing you've uncovered that made you want to step step away for a bit?
4: Um... <laughs> I mean, there's been moments on the show, but I mean, I remember after the Saudi Arabia situation, you know, when all that stuff sort of went down, that became very heated and then escalated to a point where it got super heated super fast. The Indian elections episode was another episode like that where yeah. again, those two situations, you're dealing with sort of characters and you're dealing with countries where a uh, politicized humor has not really been a thing that exists in the zeitgeist. That is, a, that is a very thing that's only real, really super common culturally in North America and Europe at the moment. It's definitely taken off in other pockets, but it's not as entrenched into uh, in cultural zeitgeist the same way. And so it was one of those things where I was like, oh shit, when I saw the Twitter trolls and I saw the death threats coming out, it was like, oh man, I think I poked the bear a little bit too much here. And so that's where sometimes... I really had to check myself, man. I'm I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to be comedy's Tupac. Like I'm trying to live. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? like, well, that's what I was, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Cause you know, I'm going to be poking at like aliens and, sure, and you know, yeah, secret yeah, yeah. societies and like crazy wild shit. Yeah. So how do you navigate between the fuck boys on Instagram, the political shorties in your DMS and then the threats from Saudi trolls on Twitter? Like, what do you do? You know, how do you namaste yourself? Like, what do you do to, uh, to clear your I get my on? Uh,
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, to create, I got to, things have to get, very quiet and and so Mm. the the first thing is instagram twitter social media web 2.0 that shit's got to go i very much i'm a huge fan of watching in the studio videos like i'm a huge fan of fade to black and all that shit when musicians are in the studio and and just seeing there's something very powerful man i think comedy is similar in that way and i think rap and i think creating music is the same way where there is an intangible thing about creating a vibe and that's only possible when distractions are eliminated and you can just be really sort of vulnerable and honest some of the first things i do is in our writers rooms it's like no laptops no cell phones talk this out we're gonna riff it out and i try to talk about subjects or characters or institutions that are kind of scary i think art is only meaningful and significant if you're making a swing trying to move the the discourse forward a little bit it doesn't have to be drastically forward to the point where no one understands what the fuck you're talking about But it just—you gotta stretch the genre a little bit.
0: How do you stay so bespoke, bespoke, and woke at the same time? Bespoke and woke. (laughs) Dude, dude, I feel like bro. I feel like you're roasting me right now. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean I'm asking because I'm I'm obsessed with clothing. At the same time, I try to be very aware and conscious of the shit that I buy, but it's a very thin line, you know. Stuff what is it?
4: What is it with clothes? With you, you mind me asking? Because I've been I've been thinking about this uh, for I, a long time, man. Especially because I, I grew man. up loving sneakers, man, and and yeah, the way sneakers too. have guys kicks have gone to a point now where it's it, it's like collecting fucking Tamagotchis and Pokemon and
0: shit. yeah, it's it, too much. It's it, too yeah, where
4: there, there, there's not the the story behind it, it it's it's more of a sign, It's a, more of a signaling good. Where it's like if I put on Yeezys, I'm signaling to you like, hey, I know what it is. You know how much these are. Yeah, it's a signaling yeah. thing. It's like yeah. a Birkin bag or whatever. And so to me, I'm like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. How do you? How do you? How do you balance that? I don't. I don't
0: man. know. For, for me, I think it's several reasons. I think one is like you know Wu Tang Fresh. You know the, the the garment Renaissance. Like I was always really. Hip hop was always fashion forward in the sense that if you were fresh, you stuck out of the crowd. So, and then the the people that I grew up listening to always were so fresh. Mm-hmm. Andre 3000, like the guys that are on my top five, are 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 very fresh. Yeah. And then I think Malcolm had a big part a big part of it too, because though he was speaking about all the injustices that were happening in his community, you know, his fade was like Nas's fade. You can't. It's undeniable. Right. So like right. just, I th- I think being presentable. Invites people in f- to listen to you. Maybe I answered the question. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but do you ever you look know? back and cringe? Do you ever look back at like some of the old? Oh, oh, come on. Yeah, of- I used to wear. I used to wear like uh, Porky Pig fedoras, like little hats that sat on my bald spot. That I don't know why it was so small. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I, I love think as I you, got though. older, I streamlined shit and uh-huh. you know, I streamlined it a bit. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it was harder for you to carve a, a unique lane in the media being a brown guy?
4: No, dude. I, I'll be I'll be honest with you, man. I'm 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 lucky. I, I caught a moment. That that's really what it is, man. I caught a moment. A lot of things. People people get into these philosophical debates all the time. How much of it is your intrinsic merit, and how much of it is trends and forces, i.e. the universe, God, all that stuff. And I think the real debate that we have about meritocracy is the percentage. How much are you going to give it to the man upstairs? How much are you going to give it to yourself? Like. That's really what it is, right? And I got to be honest with you, like a lot of the big, huge seismic breaks happened in my life. It was a myriad of events that unfolded on a global scale, and I happened to be in the right place at the right time. And I was ready. But I got to give the 80% of it to the people that came before me. It sort of paved the way, and then also just societal, cultural forces. And I think about mm-hmm. there's certain moments in my life, man, like White House Correspondence Dinner. Why was I asked? There's a lot of cultural forces at play, right? Donald Trump is president. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of aggressive male anti-immigrant energy. I felt like the, the landscape wanted a brown voice, right? I happened mm-hmm. to be the one sort of brown guy at the Daily Show. Like, it was the right place at the right time. But I, I didn't write that. That's not me.
0: No, that's history. That's, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And- so then, as I embark on this journey, mm-hmm. you know, what would the three pieces of advice you would give me when it comes to researching, not getting too lost in the sauce, <laughs> and letting go when I should let go. All
4: right, this is this, right, this is. Do you want me to? Do you want me to do some like nerd nerd shit? Like, do you want me to give you like what I think the actual like X's and O's of how we sort of operate on the show, or you just mean in general, just as like friendly advice?
0: I mean, no. I think I think you can keep the show secrets to yourself, but more like as a as the front figure of this thing. Yeah. How do you? How do you enter a conversation? How do you leave it? And then how do you protect yourself at the end of it? Sure. You know?
4: All right. I think first things first, you got to figure out, and this is tough to decipher, especially when you go down the rabbit hole. How much of this is what I want to be true, and how much of this is the actual truth? Mm. That right there is like, man, that is a debate. Money. Yeah, that is that is, a, mm. and that is sometimes where you like you're looking in the mirror and you can't really tell what is what. 'Cause there's been, you know, bills that I'm trying to push through Congress where I'm like, I need to say this, I wanna say this and fact checking and news will be like, That's great, man. That's great that in the living room you, your dad and your uncles, you guys all believe this. However, you know, <laughs> for you to for you for you to be saying this and it to be considered truth, it has to be corroborated by this many you have to have sources and evidence and this this is that and the other, you know, and like are you sure you wanna just come out and just say this? in straight-up hyperbole. Are, do you want to say that? So those are the things. you got to figure out sort of the difference between, you know, like how much of this is what I want to be real and how much of this is actually real. Um,
0: when do you know you've gone, you've stepped across a line you shouldn't have man, crossed? Man, like, dude, like,
4: I, dude I, I, I step on these landmines all the freaking time, man. I'm just lucky I haven't caught, caught in a major L yet, but my wife checks me yeah. all the time. She's yeah. always like, why are you doing all this stuff Or you get on stage and you – call out jared kushner and blah, blah blah why are you doing this stuff like he always is like why are you always making a scene so look i will th- say this man how do i say myself you gotta have people around you that are gonna save you from yourself
0: yeah yeah people that love you
4: yeah. for, no but pe- p- people who like really love you you know what i mean who are like yeah. yeah yeah but you're i mean you've been you've been in this game for a long time so you you, you have that circle
0: yeah for sure bless you bro all right man salam 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 i want to thank you for tuning in I hope you see where my heart lies when it comes to telling you our truths. I also hope you left here with more questions than answers, because how else am I going to do a whole season about something that's so unsure? In this era of disinformation, everything is a conspiracy theory, including you and I. I'll see you next week. Peace, world. With original music by Shamps, thanks Joey and I didn't know you very conspiracy, 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 theory, theory 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 conspiracy, 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 theories conspiracy, 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 conspiracy